today is is one of the saddest days in my lifetime. It seems like a bad, like a bad dream. You just want to wake up from. It's a nightmare. I know we all feel the same way about such a great, just a great leader, just a great champion, a great person. If you got a chance to know Kobe, you got a chance to really know Kobe. Ain't nobody better, man. Emotions are all over the place. These are the moments when you ask why. My heart, my heart, thoughts goes out to Kobe's family, his daughter Gigi. This is a sad day. There's no way around it. My family and I have been sharing Kobe stories. We have so many moments that he's given us. We're so thankful for those moments. I'm thankful for those moments, man. This is one of my favorite players. And I got a chance to have a relationship, a friendship. But I would miss him. I would miss the friendship. I said it many times. Kobe retired from the game of basketball. He left a he left a hole in, in the game of basketball. He left a he left a hole in in in, in my wanting to play. Cause I, when I came in the league, I chased him. That's who I chased. I wanted to be respected by him, and once I reached that level, I knew I did something. So. Kobe, thank you, man. Thank you for all the memories. We got a lot of good ones. And these tears that we're crying, we're going to miss you. And it's not going to go. It's not leaving today, a week from now, a month from now, a year from now. We will forever, forever miss you, man. You're our legend. You're our icon. You're our father. You're a husband. Your son, your brother, your friend, your friend. Thank you for being my friend. I love you, brother. Those were the eloquent remarks from one Dwayne Wade um, on the events um, that have transpired uh, today regarding the passing of Kobe Bryant. Uh, Kobe Bryant um, and his daughter died in a uh, helicopter crash. I believe seven other people died as well. Uh, it's been a... It's been a massively, it's been a massively fucked up day, to be quite honest. Um, I, um, I was in bed, I was sleeping for, for about, about an hour or so. Like, I was, I was kind of just getting finished playing uh, or losing in a campaign mode of Tekken 6. Um, and I was like, okay, let me show my Xbox One. I'm getting a little tired. Uh, I didn't really sleep particularly well last night. Um, I slept okay, but not great. And then I went to bed. I uh, went back to bed for about an hour or so to kind of sleep off this, 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 how janky I've been feeling. 
So I did. I went to bed for about an hour, about an hour plus, maybe hour thirty minutes, I guess. Um, I, got, I, I had my uh, my uh, my my YouTube on. You know, I do that from time to time, and then. I see the news on my phone, the notification on my phone, and I get a news item that uh, Kobe Bryant has uh, passed away. And um, the I my jaw dropped when I saw the news of that, and I couldn't really process it. I didn't know how to process it. Um, I'm pretty sure a lot of people had that same feeling. It was like, like I literally was sleeping, and I and I saw this on my phone, and I was like. I'm dreaming, right? No way that Kobe Bryant uh, died. I mean, LeBron James literally just surpassed Kobe Bryant for third all time in uh, score uh, for uh, uh, in scoring in NBA history. Like he literally just passed him um, the night prior, and, and when they when the Lakers faced the Sixers on ABC, um, and I I I was just my mouth was agape, and then I saw other you know outlets and stuff, and even even the news the news was pretty sketchy, um, because it, it, you know same with stuff was, was taking you know uh, you know apparently TMZ didn't notify the family, and they kind of just did, done them on their own reconnaissance and and like ABC um, got some pretty crappy information um, like. Like the moment he died, I didn't really say anything, and I was kind of just like, okay, I'll just let everything come in and you know run its course. Because when it comes to death of celebrities, uh, especially lately, um, um, it it it's been bad. Um, gotta say, um, because everyone is so fervent and so ready to be first, not right, not accurate, um. And, and that's another subject if I ever decide to talk about that on, on the show. But, but like, you got to be careful. You want to get this shit right. You don't want to, you know, just flow off a handle on a dime and just just say the wrong report and you don't get the report right. You don't want to ever do that. And and so that happened and, and um, excuse me. Um, battling code and all that, but, but like, and you know, there were people talking about, uh, whether the player should play or not. And, you know, saying the NBA is bad for mental. And I'm like, I mean, I mean, I don't know if people don't like to hear this or not, but Adam Silver and them are human beings too, guys and gals. I mean, it, it, it's, 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 it's magnanimous shit, man. Like Kobe was forty one. He was a young cat, man. And even post NBA, like you know, and you know, pet, you know, recipes to his daughter too, like Gianna. Um, you know, uh, you know, apparently she was hella talented and um, thirteen years old. And that, wow. I mean, it, it's a lot to take in, man. Like, like you know, um. And I said on Snapchat um, and Instagram to the count your blessings. And I, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm an atheist, you know. But I respect everyone's religious beliefs, you know, enough to, to you know, not. I respect everyone's religious beliefs, and 
you know, and again, I'm not, I'm, I, I don't want the praying type, but yeah, count your blessings, man. And this, that's kind of what it comes down to is like, you know, nothing's ever guaranteed. Um, I could have said that better, but nothing's ever guaranteed, you know, for the next day. So you have to live, you have to live the best life you need to live and you can live. And Kobe has a pretty complicated legacy, a com- a legacy that comes with, you know, a lot of accomplishments off the, on the court, even off the court. And of course, you know, they have the rape charges and stuff. And, um, it's a lot to weigh. Um, but I'm not going to use this platform here to, to, to do, to do that. Um, social media kind of did a bit, did a decent bit of that today. And it was pretty, it was, it was, it was wretched to be quite honest. Um, he was a great figure. Um, a, a, a very a, a powerful figure on the court. Um, I mean, I wasn't a big Kobe fan to be honest. I mean, I, I've. It's kind of weird. I, I when he was um, in his kind of waning years, his bad years, like you know the year where you had the uh, when the Lakers were bad. Um, the Lakers are good again, um, but when they were bad, uh, and Kobe had to carry um, and even Dwight Howard to some extent uh, his first run with the Lakers. You know, had to carry that team. I mean, it was not a really good Lakers team. Um, it was a post. It was a. It was. Uh, it was like two years after they won their last championship. I think the year before, the year before, they got eliminated by the Mavericks in the second round of, of the Western uh, quarter. Oh, no, it's not. Uh, yeah, it's the yeah Western semifinals. Western semifinals. Um, I believe the Lakers lost five games. I think, and. Um, and then the year after that, uh, they got um, Kobe got hurt uh, mid game. Uh, he tried to gut it out, but he couldn't. Uh, it just just it, it was it was a leg injury, um, um, and he he, he missed out the rest of the year, and he didn't play in the playoffs. And you know, do I have to carry that team? And um, and there's a very good article in GQ um, that I read um, in lieu of doing this podcast tonight. Um, I'm going to post it as well. And it, and it kind of talks about, you know, sort of like uh, why is Kobe, why did Kobe, you know, you know, take a two year contract of $48.5 million and, you know, the Lakers were struggling on stuff and just like, and, you, and it, it's like, I, I think when I read the article, it's kind of why I was like, I've learned to like this cat post or, or not post, but not, but near the end of his career. Right. Uh, like I was like learning to kind of like Kobe. Um, and it kind of sucks because it was when Kobe was not, you know, Kobe anymore. It was when Kobe was on bad teams, you know, being wholly inefficient. But what I learned about the cat was just like, you know, just he, and I know this word said a lot, but he was a grinder. He, he, he put it out on the line. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, he was about, he was, a, he was a bit of a, bit of a wild card on the court. I mean, he, 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 he cared about his craft so much. Like, like, like to the point, yeah, to the point you don't want to work for him, but you understood why Kobe was so great and why he demanded the best out of himself as he did out of his players. And even his coach who also lambasted him in, in books and stuff. And just what a character and, and what a guy. And, um, he'll be missed for, for forever. Um, I mean, 
he's one of the most transcendent players in the history of the league, bar none. I won't say ever. I mean, ever is relative. Um, but of his era, LeBron's era, obviously, and Michael Jordan's era, and you know Bill Russell's era, and like uh, Magic Johnson's era. <sighs> so many, uh, but like Kobe is gonna is gonna is gonna imprint a lot, just a lot of wonder, just of a big legacy, just. It's surreal. It's 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 unreal that he's gone from us. And I mean, what more can you say about you know just just what a guy, what a what a guy. Um, I'm trying not to cry. I'm. I mean, uh, I'm really, I'm really just at a loss for words. Really, um, I I think every superlative has been said about just what a, what kind of guy he was. Um, You're welcome, Kobe. You're welcome. Rest in peace, man. This is another episode of the Wonder Confessions uh, podcast. Um, I am the Film Wonder, a.k.a. Stefan. Um, you can follow me on Twitter, Film underscore Wonder, as well as uh, Film underscore Wonder on Instagram. You can uh, read my work at, uh, well... I haven't really posted anything, but if you would like, you can read my work, our prior work at uh, filmwater.wordpress.com. Uh, listen to older podcasts such as uh, this episode, um, which I will enti- which I will title uh, "You're Welcome" um, in honor of Kobe Bryant. Um, um, filmwater.poppy.com. You can listen to older episodes there, and of course, uh, you can also listen to episodes of this show on Spotify as well. Um. So, um, yeah, um, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to do my best to transition from that to, um, to, uh, Birds of Prey and the, um, and the Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. What a long ass title that is. Holy shit. Um, and, and it, it's about why, um, it's from Cinema Plan, Blend. Uh, it's about, um, Margot Robbie and, and as, as for why Jared Little's Jericho is not in, uh, Birds of Prey. Um, so Birds of Prey is coming out in a couple of weeks. Um, it's a big deal. Um, uh, but if you're Warner Brothers, they're not really treating like a big deal. I don't know why. Um, this is kind of like Wonder Woman all over again. Uh, but anyway, um, uh, I will, um, do my best I can here to talk about it. But, um, um, you know, the article mentions about just, you know, this, the rocky start of the DCEU. Um, of course the DCEU is, is, uh, if you want to count just Green Lantern, you can, because uh, it was essentially the first movie that kind of spawned this whole thing off. So it's Green Lantern, sort of like not really, not really. Man of Steel is the first movie that sort of started it all, as uh, polarizing movie as that movie was. And then even more polarizing and even worse, it was BBS Son of Justice and Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman, Justice League. Uh, Aquaman and then Jazam and now it's going to be this movie and well Joker I'm forgetting Joker um but Joker is, is not Canio um and I believe I can burst pray I think it's Canio um but yeah um like um so yeah he's on the movie and I guess Margot Robbie kind of wanted to go in one of two ways right 
uh, like it was going to be either a her quote it was either going to be a complete Harley and Joker story or Joker has to be cut out out of the picture. Picture. I really wanted to see Harley in a girl game, and I felt there was a huge gap in the market for a girl game that's ensemble action film. I felt like no one was doing that, and I couldn't understand why, especially a comic book movie. I mean, she's a producer of her shit. I mean, she can do whatever the hell she wants with it. Um, uh, my, I got no qualms with her quotes whatsoever and uh, what, what this movie's going to depict. Um, I guess my thing is um, 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 is um, is um, I lost train of thoughts for a second. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Um, this movie's gonna come out in about a couple weeks, and there's barely been. Um, yeah, I know there are like you know TV spots out here and there, but I'm like there. But you would think with a movie like like this, there would be like more um, to it, right? You would think that okay, Warner Brothers would actually show the um, temerity to actually to um to um. To promote their Asian director, Asian woman director, um, who's Kathy Yang, um, like Margot Robbie, uh, Marilyn Winstead, like it's it's a pretty big movie, and um, I'm pretty sure there's a lot to it, um, and they're hardly promoting it, um, well even like I would think that there would be like Harley themed shit, and it's like. No, it's like Warner Brothers continuously makes the mistake, and Hollywood as a whole continues to make the mistake um, of playing to the older crowd of moviegoers or a certain amount of people in the industry that kind of convey this hodgepodge of hoity-toity above it all uh we don't need a hundred million dollar movies and and this or that and and at the same time dude does a hundred million dollar movies while shitting on them it's fucking weird to me and i do think this movie's gonna make money um and i do think the last trailer was good um now if you ask me directly do I think this movie is going to be overall good? I try not to base my shit on expectations because I don't really have expectations into anything I go into when I'm watching a movie. I, I mean, honestly, the expectation is the theater. It's not really the movie for me. It's like, okay, am I am I calm? Am I cool? Am I collected? All that stuff. I think this movie will be adequate, maybe adequately decent. I don't know. Um, adequately decent isn't you know above average. Um, but here's the thing man um Warner Brothers does not like DC Comics I don't think they like their own comics and they've owned DC Comics for a very long time um Disney has owned Marvel Studios for over a decade right and they care about their characters more than DC cares about trying to make um their own make their own comic universe because they were so enamored with Zack Snyder that 
they'd forgot that Zack Snyder, unfortunately, is fool's gold. Um, and they keep making these mistakes over and over, and people in general um, are, are, to a certain extent, are aiding them in their mistakes. And I think what will happen um, is they're going to try to shoehorn Joaquin Phoenix Joker everywhere. And and I I don't I don't want to say this, but that's what's gonna happen. That's how I feel. What will happen? And they'll be shocked. Okay, maybe we should have oversaturated the market, and then and then they will undersaturate the market, and and then they keep um 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 yeah um. It's a lot. Um, it's a lot. Um, they're gonna fuck it up. <laughs> I just feel like they're gonna fuck it up. Cause I've 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 seen the machinations many times. Like Zack Snyder speaking about BVS, like as the movie's out, and Warner Brothers just haphazardly releases a a a, a leaked um a uh, 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 post credit scene or some shit uh, from BVS Donald Justice like literally the the moment your movie was one of the highest grossing movies of March of all time like one of the highest grossing movies of all time and that opening was like I think one seventy one uh, or one hundred seventy million dollars like despite the terrible reviews and. By the way, critics were absolutely right and justified in those reviews. That movie is fucking terrible. I can justify that because I've seen it three times in theaters. Um, trying to make every excuse possible for for Donna Justice. Um, and like you know, the, the ad is they did for Wonder Woman, and um, it's a lot of shit, man. Like they have. And I think the sad part of it all is people, and maybe it's sort of the theme of things today and in, in, in the last couple of years is like people do not keep that same intensity across the board. They keep it to one or two places. They don't ever examine the landscape. They always keep it to one or two things. In the case of Disney, it's okay. Disney's buying up everything, but why isn't everyone paying attention to the fact that Paramount and CBS have once has since remerged? CBS and Paramount are once are once together, once are back together again, and Comcast is just a just a beast of you know owning shit when. The, the thing is, people should be pointing their fingers at Comcast and AT&T buying shit because they literally are cable providers. They're one, they're, they're one of the few. I know people will say, well, there's Dish and there's Spectrum and, 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 um, and you know, Cablevision and there's Time Warner Cable. There's only, people only care about two damn providers. You know, I mean, I can't afford fucking, you know, uh, a fiber cable shit. I can't afford that. Plus, I live in a damn apartment, you know, uh, pissing $400 a month on cable for two TVs. I mean, (laughs) but we're going to we're going to blame Disney for the landscape of Hollywood uh, uh, being being what it is. We're not going to blame Paramount for 
uh, Paramount and the, the the people who were running this little uh, CGI studio that uh, had to fix Son of the Hedgehog. Like that's going to fix the problems with that that damn movie, and it's not. Um, and people wonder why some of these things come out the way they are. They keep wondering that shit, and I'm and I'm here to tell you, I mean, it's us. <laughs> We're doing this shit. It's us. We're doing it. And it's like, why, 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 why do people keep making that mistake of pointing their fingers directly at the wrong thing? Is it because they don't know or is it because they like blaming Disney? Um, and not realizing that, yes, Disney is not perfect. No, no entity is perfect. But at least Disney's making the fucking games for, for, for taking, you know, strides in, in this shit in which... Sony, Warner Brothers, Paramount, and probably a couple of those I'm 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 probably um forgetting are um 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 I'm probably forgetting a couple, but yeah, like it's like use your brains. Like you I, I believe in you. You can do it. I mean I mean it, it's not Disney raising your raising your cable rates. It's it's the top two of the cable providers. But nah, nah, Disney, Disney, Disney buys everything. Yeah, and Disney's the one raking in the most money in Hollywood and keeping and keeping theaters afloat, right? Like, yeah, and yeah, and yet Universal has a flop in Doolittle, and they're probably wondering, whoa, whoa how, how? Uh, we got Fast and Furious Nine coming out. Yeah, you better hope Fast Fast Furious Nine does numbers, and I'm pretty sure it will. But you know, uh, May May twenty, I think May twenty twenty is a long way from now. Uh, but yeah, like, um, I hope it's gonna be good. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I'm not I'm not crazy um crazy for it um as far as like you know con- con- content wise because um. I know the DCU and the DCU has had a pretty spotty reputation. I mean, the best movie they've done was Shazam and uh, Warner Brothers didn't promote that either. Um, it's there. It has, it has a complete beginning, middle and end. Um, while I did enjoy Man of Steel, uh, problems be damned. Wonder Woman, um, same thing, problems be damned. Um, and Aquaman was adequate. It, it it didn't really do much for me. Uh, I thought it was too long, needlessly long. Honestly, uh, the movies need to be at least at least a little under two hours. I mean, I mean, two hours twenty seven minutes for a movie like that. Come on, come on. Michael 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 Bay even knows when to slow the fuck down. And Michael Bay movies are long as hell, long as hell. Like, there's a reason why Six Underground is like under, just barely under two hours. I mean, he he's like, ooh, ooh, ooh. okay, he's even a little too Michael Bay for me. I mean, I mean. I mean, I'm Michael Bay. I, I I don't know how to make stories, but I mean, it's too long, too long. But but it'll do fine, I think. Um, I I mean, it comes out February seventh, and it, it will come out a week after week. You know, as uh, yeah, it'll be out a week after um, the Son of the Hedgehog it was it the photograph with uh, what was Buddy's name um. Keith Lakeith Stanfield and uh, Issa Rae. 
I'm gonna be in that movie. I, I, I'm gonna watch that joint. Um, I don't usually watch romantic movies, but uh, that that one's gonna get me. So, but yeah, um, this should be all right. I think um, it's just gonna have a good opening. And uh, I saw that budget apparently is like it's like ninety seven million dollars. Which, damn. I, I hope that ain't awesome Wonder Woman shit. Um, because um, Wonder Woman costs like a hundred and fifty million dollars, if I'm not mistaken. And yet, Man of Steel and Donald and Donald Justice cost like over two hundred twenty two hundred twenty five and two hundred fifty plus, respectively. And Justice League, I think, was like three hundred million dollars, which is absurd. Because that movie is nowhere up the th- up that. I know why it's that because of reshoots and all that other shit. But no, 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 no. Uh, it's gonna be interesting. Uh, that's all I gotta say about that. It's gonna be interesting to see how they're gonna how to do this. Um, uh, props to Roger Deakins. Uh, he won. Um, he won an award at the. Um, I think it was called ASC. Uh, this is from uh, uh, Variety. Uh, the American Society of uh, Cinematographers, um, uh, and he won in honor of it. Um, uh, yeah. Um, Night of Seventeen is, is is visually a stunner um, on all counts. Like best war movie I've ever seen. No, but as a as a technical marvel of just how to like just it's a one shot movie, meaning that everything takes place from that one camera, right? So if you watch Birdman, you can probably know you can probably understand that. Okay, that's what this is, right? Um, and so it takes place, uh, 1917, obviously is when it is, is where it is. And, and, um, you know, the camera is basically, it follows where the action is. It doesn't really follow. It doesn't cut from scene to scene. And it's, it's, it was really hard for me to tell what the cuts were and stuff. And, um, what I liked about 1917 was just, just how captured war, how daunting it is and just how just. What it took for the, the two uh, the two characters to basically send like you know these like reports to like uh, I think it's Benedict Cumberbatch's character to stand out from from this war and stuff and like it it's it's wretched it's it's glorious it's splendid as it is uh, oh, just just harrowing to watch um, like I was mortified I was just just bedazzled by um by um um oh my god like it was it was such a sight to see really um just that movie as a whole and um mm, it's crazy <laughs> it's crazy um i'm looking at something on my phone um, sorry again. Um, but yeah, um, um, yeah, he deserved that award. Um, he's been, he's, um, he's over at the Oscars, if I'm not mistaken. Um, like this man has done like 1917. He's done shit for the Coen brothers. Um, I think he even did Spectre. No, no, he didn't do Spectre. He did, uh, I think, I think he did Skyfall. I could, I could check real quick. Check um, his um, filmography. Okay, not checking on my phone. Um, 
Roger Deakins. Let me look him up right now. Uh, this is great radio, by the way. Let me look for my phone to look for this joint. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, Blade Runner, Sicario, Prisoners. Yeah, he did Skyfall. One of my all-time favorites, man. No Country for All Men was so good, and he and and just the, the terrain and just just the just the lighting in that movie. Uh, it it captured the the desolation of the of um of the characters and and the and the, and, the, and just the locales and just just it, and and it was glorious to look at um even at Fargo like Shaw's Redemption Jarhead um uh a serious man love that movie uh Barts and Fink Revolutionary Road uh, Old Brother Without Thou Full Disclosure I've never watched that movie ever another great um Coen Brothers movie True Grit True Grit was great um Cundin that's Scorsese um Martin Scorsese uh, The Village was M. Night Shyamalan um The Reader Hutsucker Proxy I watched that when I was a kid Hail Caesar um um Lady Killers Intolerable Cruelty He's got a massive list of just just movies he's done. He's taking great shots of. Um, I he even did how you, how to train your dragon. Oh my god! Like he's got a lot of like movies he's done a lot of great cinematography for. Like, like, yeah, like what a career! And it's kind of crazy that he's never he's never got an Oscar. Um, because that dude be working, like real talk, like. He'd be working, um, Hoyt Van, Hoyt Van, I can't pronounce his last name, that dude's a great cinematographer, um, I'm probably gonna, I'm gonna get a couple others, um, what was it, Bradford Young is a great cinematographer, but like, you know, I hear a lot of people, like, mention Roger Deakins, and he's, he is a, he is, he is a, he is a sublime, uh, cinematographer, like, bar none, like, I, 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 you get no complaints from me. Like he he's great at he's great at it. Like real talk. Like a superb uh um what he does and uh nothing but success for nothing but the uh, wish him well and what is what is Oscar nomination? I think he got nominated for um nineteen seventeen. I mean, obviously. I mean that's what it's up for. Um and uh final uh part of the program or not part of the program, but final article um, it's about Hillary Clinton, uh, who's promoting, uh, her doc, uh, which will be soon on Hulu, uh, it's called Hillary, uh, I'm waiting for this joint to take me to, uh, Hollywood Reporter, yeah, man, um, yeah, Hillary had a lot to say, um, she had a lot to say in this interview with Hollywood Reporter, um, she didn't just talk about Trump. Uh, she talked about Bernie Sanders. And uh, for those that don't know, Bernie Sanders uh, basically tweeted a uh, endorsement by Joe Rogan, uh, which is gone. Is just yeah, it's a lot. I don't really go any further because I don't really feel like talking about it. And um, honestly, um, when I when I saw a white liberal personality sort of like basically throw their entire reputation away for that cat. Let's just say I found it to be fucking cathartic, and I'll leave it at that. But anyway, um, I just read it today. Uh, it's um, 
it, yeah, I mean, she didn't really just talk a lot about Trump and Bernie. It was like, it was, you know, um, she got a show coming, from, you know, coming from, with the CW and she got this uh, other thing. Um, I think with a production company with her, with her daughter, with uh, Chelsea Clinton, I, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Um, hypocrisy, not just I mean, like, like in general, like just, you know, something about uh, people would vote for Bill Clinton, but, um, but her, it was something different. And I forgot what, what it was quoted in. Like, it, it's a pretty long article, so I'm going to post it as well. But like, I, I think, um, if I can kind of put it in perspective, like, um, I think what social media has done in general, um, it has distorted reality to a point in which, um, people cannot tell fiction and truth right they can't tell it um like as someone who's been gassed before um it's not a good feeling so yeah um but yeah real talk um like she's been talking a lot more uh it's been coming out a lot more um and I'm I'm pretty sure Hillary Clinton's kind of got that thing that Barack Obama's gotten, especially as uh, 2020 is approaching. Uh, you know, why isn't so and so speaking more and stuff? And like, I really want people to stop doing that shit because one, she like Hillary and and Barack did all they could to tell the public that you know Russia is working with the Trump administration under election and because our media and because the world by, by extension is racist, misogynistic, ableist, whatever, all, all, uh, transphobic all across the fucking board, you know, cause people, people like saying, I'm, I'm not this. I love everybody. When, when, you know, deep down you probably don't cause you have an ism. You, you won't fucking examine it. Um, people like to hide their shit in these boxes and, you know, with different verbiage and words to not say what's really on their mind and stuff. And, and I don't like that shit. And I'm pretty sure when it happens to them, they don't like it either. You know, realizing, Oh, oh yeah, it works. Yeah. Too detangled dog. Um, yeah. Um, taught me a lot about, the last couple last few years man um just talking a lot the last last few years and just just how jaded we become uh it breaks my heart to know how jaded we become and um yeah she really she really put it really in in in, in full ass perspective in that interview and uh it, it's really one you need to read um and um, I appreciate her. Not, I appreciate her uh, uh, lack of back down. I appreciate it heavily. Um, I I voted for her in 2016, um, and let's say if she were running 2020, I'd do it again. Um, um, and I, I guess before I kind of uh, go to my coda um, um, and sort of uh, talk about uh, some, some different stuff, but um. I don't give a shit about um, people's feelings when it comes to um, whether or not you should break up with a friend because of your disagreement on politics. 
that is a no fucking brainer. And I think I don't ever want to be friends with somebody who doesn't care if the world's on fire. I don't. I don't really have room for those people in my life. Um, this is not me saying that I'm going to throw you in the trash completely, but it's kind of me telling you that, um, you know, the world is more than yourself. And I think what a lot of people really screwed up on, and, 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 and I hope God doesn't happen again, and unfortunately, it's looking like we're following the same pattern. Um, you know, people got to get off this whole perfect politician shit. Really pisses me off. There's no such thing as a perfect politician. Never has been, never will be, and never will be again. Um, politicians are regular people like you and I. Left, right, uh, center, Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, um, Green Party, whatever, what have you. Um, just like celebrities. We all make them household names due to us, the press, the money, the advertiser, dollars, you know, coverage, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We all play that role and play into it. And we put a stupid ass amount of expectations on whether or not so and so can fix the world when in fact all someone so needs to do is just incre- incre- incrementally do this thing and you know, it takes steady steps. Politics, as is portrayed in the media, um, since 1996, I might as well say. Uh, no thanks to Bill Clinton, I'm a, I'm a, I have to say, because he signed he signed the goddamn telecommunication bill in 1996, and knowing, thinking he was going to help the press, when in fact he basically made it a lot worse. Uh, if you're wondering why um, you only have like five mini companies, I won't necessarily blame him, but it, yeah. It, that's kind of why we're, we're here where we are. Um, and why, you know, Disney and, uh, you know, you know, Warner media and, um, uh, uh, Comcast and, you know, Viacom, you know, and I'm forgetting one other place. Does they own all the shit you read and watch? I guess, I guess, uh, what's the other one? I'm probably getting one, but yeah, you got five companies. It, it would have been, well, I guess, I guess new corpse, I guess new corpse kind of big. I, I said kind of still pretty big, but I don't know what they would call now. Um, cause news corp is a separate entity from, from Fox. So I guess they count. And I'm talking like Rupert Murdoch own Fox, Fox news and Fox sports one. Cause that's what they own. They don't own it. They don't own it. All that entertainment shit. That's that's separate. They own, they own the broadcast Fox. They own News Fox. They own News Corp, which is the Wall Street Journal, New York Post, um, Barron's. Um, they even own education shit. Um, they own that kind of stuff. And I don't, I, I don't think people really take into account just just the the the, the gravity of of all of this, like. And I'm going to write something um, this year. Um, it's going to kind of center this shit. And, and um, to kind of go back to my point, I don't really like when people are that standoffish about uh, letting the whole world burn. Um, it really it really grinds my gears because it, it, it makes me wonder when people will always mention when something really bad happens and they always go to, we need, we need peace and love in the world. And I'm like, 
Okay, that's great. Uh, you do you wonder why there's no peace and love in the world? Could it could it it can it can probably be because Americans and even my extension the world were, were fuck ups, and we allow fuck up shit to maintain its presence on the world, even as you know more things are being heard across you know black issues and trans issues and 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 you know autism and all this stuff. And this is a this is a pro vaxxer podcast, so don't hit me with any of that bullshit. Um, vaccinate your fucking kids. In fact, get use a goddamn vaccination, please. It's stupid. Um, the people always wanted that peace and love shit, and I'm I just wanted to shake him like you, you do you do know why we're here? You do do you know why we're here? And it's like no one ever is able to actually grasp that, you know, you know. You know, ever, you know, sit down and think about, you know, you know, why racism is a thing still. It, it, it never, you know, white people never take that shit in, into account because they don't have to, they don't want to think about it, nor do they, do they have to. You know, we have to think about the fuck shit, but they don't want to. They're they're like Clayface and Vita Clay Part 2, uh, voiced by Ron Perlman, you know, going to retire because he, he rejects who he used to be. And I think that's why people as a whole when it comes to that shit. But in general, like, that shit just, it drives me up a fucking wall. And it makes me wonder, like, I hope you really care about people outside of yourself when you make such rash decisions not to vote. And yet, you know, you want to say, okay, we're going to have a revolution. Dog, revolutions are when people die. For your right to have a life, not just war. Historically, like name anything that was a that was sort of like you know a a something to transfer you know to better better the world. Wars and and social and and and, and civil rights you know stuff. That's what stuff's for. And I think people miss that. And I think. Because Hitler was in the news for so long, um, not just you know in 2016, but just before, um, with Bill Clinton's um, the Monica Lewinsky stuff, and um, you know she was a figure. She's she was a first lady for so long, and you know just the press just sunk their teeth in onto her, and they couldn't let go. And by proxy, I think people by extension they felt the same way, got the same information, and you know. Stayed home or voted third party and voted for Harambe as a fucking joke because, yay. Um, Mario Party over Democrat or Republican. Yay. We love everybody. And and um, you see what happens from that after that vote and stuff. And after that, and of course, Brexit, which is another issue in itself. And I'm not really the best with, with UK politics, but. A lot of people reconsidered that decision and, um, you know, like to pretend like they, they wish they would re- like to redo that shit. And I would like to say, um, hope it means you redo because, um, you really got to think about why you voted the way you did. And, uh, I'm sorry. And that shit away ain't gonna fix it. You gotta, you probably got You got a deep, you have a deep problem inside of you. If you can't fix that, just like you pro- you have a deep problem, uh, thinking that women, Cameron for president, you know, uh, Jody Ferraro. I know she's vice president uh, to 
uh, Walter Mondale, who uh, got his ass kicked by Ronald Reagan. But hey, she's vice. She was she was trying to be a vice presidential ca- candidate. She tried. Um, just peace. Uh, I mean, Daryl Ferrara, but yeah, like tiny American woman, you know, vice president. And um, yeah, that's all that. Uh, well, well, well uh, can't put a woman. It's like why not? And I don't think, and I, I, people try to, they try to say they're not this. And I'm like, I don't fucking believe you. I don't. I don't like when people try to leave me on it. I don't believe you. I think there's something preventing you from actually considering that shit. I found it sad that the press cared more about her emails than, you know, a literal a failed businessman being a total fuck up. And I will never forgive even those white liberal personalities who who thought it'd be fun if Trump were, were, would be president. And yet at the same time, those same people do not say a word, but they love talking about Obama's drone strikes. They love talking about that shit, but not talking about how, how, how Trump has committed a lot of more drone strikes in uh, less amount of time. They, never, they don't say a fucking word, which also also, admit, also tells me they don't really care about drone strikes at all. Because I'm pretty sure they probably have a bunch of drones in their houses. Toy drones. I'm talking. I'm not talking the ones in which they bomb shit. I'm talking talking toy drones. A lot of people have drones. A fucking Amazon has fucking drones. But um, you know, you got to be snarky with the drone shit, right? Got to be snarky with it. But um, yeah, it, it that interview just it brought like a lot of just just a lot of ire I had, and um, I, I appreciate their perspective on it, and um. It's a shame. Uh, we could have had four years of that instead of this. And um, um, I do think those same people, if she were to win, would have, would have talked shit about her um, and would have gotten entertainment uh, or media jobs and this and that, uh, trying to be morally better than everyone else. And I hate those people too. They can kiss my ass uh, for the in time. And I know this is not exactly, I'm not coming across as professional, but this is how I really feel. And it, and it really bothers me to, to my core. Like, like it incenses me uh, just how much, um, decades, generations is wasted upon just, um, just people, just, just their risk averseness to somebody who does not, who does not look like a man, um, that, that can represent this country. And a lot of people allow their perceptions to play with that. They allowed their insecurities to play that. They allowed their um, fragility to play with that. And uh, I want, um, you know, to those that do listen to that, this podcast, um, I want y'all to really think about that deeply. Like, are you really doing doing all it takes to be better every single day? Do you do you believe women? Do you, um, or are you or like, do you um? I don't know. Take those steps. Do you really take those steps, or are you just talking? Because uh, 
I think people, a lot of people need that 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 retrospective, that introspection. Post Trump, even because I know there's gonna be a lot of people saying I didn't do, I didn't approve of this, I didn't approve of that. And I'm look at you with your passive aggressive having ass. I'm like, for this conversation I gather, uh, I ain't getting that. I am not getting that impression. So, um, yeah, man, it's a, it's a great read, and uh, I advise you to check it out. Um, so, um, quick news. Um, I'm reformatting the show. Not, it's not going to be a drastic reformation. Like, um, uh, this was a bit of a test run. Um, I'm trying something a little different. Um, usually I like, I usually like, you know, cop, have a bunch of articles to write down and stuff, but I've kind of realized that maybe if I kind of segment it to like a couple of a couple topics and, and sort of stretch them into like long, like monologues conversations. It will be better that way than just sort of just cramming in opinion after opinion, um, and stuff. And so, um, I, I think it was wise of me to sort of like make this decision to do that. And rather than to just do another one of these, the way I've been doing them. And, um, Last the last time I did a podcast, I can honestly admit um, it sucked from my standpoint. I didn't really bring my best A game, and honestly, I I I wasn't really I was tired. I mean, I was like I you know I probably said this many times like you know I work eleven hours you know daily, and um, you know it's kind of it's kind of amazing I'm able to find you know the time to do a show like this, and uh, this is probably the best I felt doing a show in quite some time. Um. And, um, I want, I want to do more shows exactly as this. Um, I don't want to do any more podcasts in which I'm doing them from my phone, driving to work, driving somewhere else. It's not very professional. Um, I mean, I will try to do shows like outside of, of, of my apartment or home or whatever. But as I'm trying to grow this thing, I want to, to improve the quality of the show. And, um, I think doing like three or four bit tidbits, like, of course I'll talk about, you know, my high day and whatever. Um, but you know, I want to stretch it to just a couple, couple contexts here and there, con- you know, things here and there rather than try to stretch an, an elongated show. It, it, it I, and it's, it's kind of weighed on me for, uh, the last couple of months. And I'm, I've been wondering why I've been feeling the way I've been feeling. And I think creatively to be better. And, um, um, and uh, I think I think you all will enjoy it the way that that way too because just trying to fire off like news articles, you know, as one person, you know, controlling, you know, producing and hosting the show. Yeah, it's a bit too much. So um, I'm gonna do it from this way from here on out, and um, um, yeah, um, you'll keep hearing my lovely vo- voice. You know, you know, for the future, it'll just be just more tampered down and um, not as crammed. Um, and I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um, so again, uh, you can listen to me, uh, film underscore wonder on Twitter and Instagram. Um, uh, film wonder dot pod. I mean WordPress dot com, the film wonder dot podbean dot com, and you can also listen on Spotify. And um, you're welcome.